Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This is going to be for Oddworld Soulstorm, which is the remake of Oddworld Abe's Exodus, which is the sequel to Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Uh, of course, this one, Oddworld Soulstorm, is kind of the sequel to Oddworld New and Tasty, which is the remaster or remake of the first game that I just mentioned. Um, so, yeah, I'm here to talk about that today. I'm going to start off spoiler free. Uh, so you don't need to worry about that if you haven't played the game yet. I'm going to do that in the second half. And I'll give you a good warning before I get into spoilers. Uh, there is of course the whole thing about the different endings that you can get. But in terms of the story overall before that. Um, I am going to save all of that for the spoiler section. So we'll stay spoiler free here. I'll give my impressions of the gameplay. The game overall. And uh, of course the new things that we got in this game as well. So we'll we'll stick with that at the start and then we'll get into spoilers later on. Uh, I think this game is absolutely fantastic. I love what Old World has done with this game. Um, I think some of the new ideas that are put in here are fantastic as well. And as I said kind of today on our Gaming Talk podcast. These are some of the ideas where... You know, I have certain ideas as to what I want from certain games. You know, when you start up a game, you have certain expectations and things that you want to see. Uh, but then there's also the other part of um, ideas that developers come out with that us as gamers don't necessarily think of. And I think a lot of that kind of applies here. And I'm both delighted and surprised at, in this game how a lot of those new ideas kind of worked, how well they fit into the world of Oddworld Soulstorm, how it kind of modernised this game, which I think is important, how it kind of just... Not not that the Oddworld games really needed a breath of fresh air in the same way that, like, maybe the Crash games kind of did, because obviously they had a bit of a disastrous history after uh, Crash Team Racing and stuff, and obviously now we have the remastered trilogy in Crash 4, so it wasn't quite on that sort of degree... But, um, I mean, I love the Crash games, but kind of talking about, you know, the, the sort of post-Naughty Dog era of, of those games, which weren't very good. Oddworld never really kind of needed that particularly. I mean, I never really sort of played Munch's Odyssey or Stranger's Wrath, but I've heard decent things about those games. I've also seen gameplay of those games, which looks fairly good. But, um, yeah, as I keep kind of saying as well, this brings up another theme, which I'm going to probably do a whole podcast on. Uh, and I've, as you've seen in the title... Uh, this is another excellent return from uh, an- another excellent game from the 90s that- that's kind of returned. Another excellent sort of 90s return. Um, and it keeps happening over and over and over again. And as somebody who, you know, it's, it's a bit more of sort of personal taste to me. Because, you know, I grew up with the whole 90s PlayStation era with like Abe and Crash and Metal Gear and those sorts of games. Kind of with Spyro, but I never really sort of attached myself to Spyro per se. But like Tony Hawk as well, and those sorts of games. And this kind of continues that trend in a way. I mean, this is. I think I think we can label this as a remake of uh, Oddworld Abe's Exodus, which is the sequel to the first game. Um, and uh, it's interesting because if you look at some of the uh, history of that game itself. Uh, Sony kind of tried to get the Oddworld team to make that second game in, I think it was nine months. I don't think it was six months. I think it was nine months, which is a very short space of time. And Lauren L- Lauren Lanning himself has always kind of had this idea of the kind of bigger scale version of Oddworld Exodus, which is this game, which is Soulstorm. And what what a result what a result of a game and glad that we finally got to see that and glad he finally got to you know show his vision 
because uh, this kind of is rem- reminiscent a little bit of like the Snyder Cut, not in terms of the same relationship between Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers, but sort of, you know, le- letting letting creators such as Zack Snyder and and Lon Lanning, um, let them see their full vision, not rushing people to to make things and and that kind of thing, and not sort of like you know pl- replacing anything and and that kind of thing. Um, but no, it's just fantastic what what we've what we've got here. And I'm really, really happy with with how this this game turned out. Uh, as I said before, and I'm kind of referencing things I've said a little bit in the past, but in case you haven't heard me talk about these things, if you were to get a time machine, t- time machine, sorry, and go back into the past to a somewhat you know younger version of me from not necessarily 20 years ago, but from a, a while ago, and say like, hey, those those games that you remember from the PS1 era, not just Crash, but like specifically with Abe. And you would have shown me like footage of Oddworld Soulstorm. And I think that would be a very young happy version of, of me. Knowing that I'd be playing that game like you know at an older age of, of 27. And uh, seeing just what's been brought to life here. I think is uh, it is something that is quite special to me to be honest. Um, and this game does have that personal attachment and connection to me. You know I kind of grew up with these games a little bit. And uh, I mean some sometimes I watch my dad and sister sort of play them and you know I got kind of I still got the experience but I didn't quite like properly play them but now that I'm at this older age and I'm playing games you know critically and like properly and stuff it's great to have really seen this era of games get sort of resurrected in a way um so I I do have a kind of very personal attachment to these games as well um but hey that personal attachment has has paid off because I've I've loved most of what we've gotten from these 90s games from from these returns so uh that's that's kind of my thoughts on that sort of stuff uh but yeah overall really 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 happy with with what we've got and uh given what i talked about on the gaming podcast today it looks like the future of Oddworld is in good hands and we're, we're probably going to get some more games and based off of what i've seen here here if we're going to get more games that are done in this way from the Oddworld series awesome bring it on uh, let's talk about the actual get new editions themselves and kind of the gameplay. Uh, we had a whole new kind of system with this game. I've put new ideas, crafting, searching lockers, bins, etc. No weapon that was too ridiculous. That was quite an important part of this game, I think, when, you know, when Lauren uh, first kind of revealed that, hey, you don't just kind of chance, um, take control of Sligs and use them to kind of get out of the way of things and obviously you could use other things like certain levers that would crush slags in the right place and make them fall down certain holes or, or you know but where you could kind of like pull a lever and they'd fall down a platform or whatever and fall to their death this was kind of letting abe take control a little bit more which i think was great you know searching in like bins and things that would be kind of lying around in this world uh you know lockers that are kind of in certain places uh bins that are, of course in different places there's like the bigger bins and obviously the, the smaller ones as well which you could uh search in for certain things but um as i would kind of said before on the gaming podcast a few times if it was the case that like abe would open a locker and you'd have like an ak-47 or an rpg or like a pistol or something that wouldn't have really worked but given that you find like you know bits of string and rubber and uh soft balls and you know, th- th- those sorts of things and you can kind of combine them together and make like the rock candy or you know make like the uh or you could like find bits of tape 
and uh, knock slugs out and then tie them up and like you know loot them afterwards and see what they've got kind of lying around in their pockets I think was actually surprisingly quite realistic um and really it really fit into this world so so well I'm so happy and so um just uh, just yeah, so happy to see how that kind of worked and I, I never even from day one when they first started showing that off in certain gameplay videos I never really thought like oh this is going to be ridiculous like Abe's going to find weapons that are like too crazy and, and whatever um because from the first moment they kind of showed it it showed it in a way that made me think okay yeah it's going to be you know balls and like or like rubber balls or like uh um elastic bands and uh things like batteries like when, when you can make obviously some of the other things and you could find like mines in certain places or you could craft them yourself and you'd find i don't know like lighters and those sorts of things because they would kind of be lying around and not just the idea of hey you find rock candy in a in a vending machine but that Abe would be able to, yeah, he'd be able to co- combine this stuff up and, you know, make a whole loop system, a crafting system out of it. I think was really, really quite a smart addition to this game. Uh, I mean, the most powerful thing you get in this game is a flamethrower, but it kind of made sense in a way. I mean, I don't know if you can do that to a fire extinguisher, which is where you essentially mold a fire extinguisher into a flamethrower, but it worked. Um,. But also the thing is you couldn't find a flamethrower at the start of the game and use it forever either. You know, you'd get it in certain levels where it made sense and then Abe would like not have it in later levels. So it wasn't as if you could just walk around with unlimited fire uh, fire extinct uh, flamethrower ammo and just spray it everywhere and just kind of win. Uh, it really wasn't that sort of simple. And I think that was great as well. Um... Now, a feature with this that I kind of liked and kind of disliked in a certain way was sometimes the game would get you to find certain specific items that would fit within that level. I did feel a little bit like that took away from some of the freedom in regards to you'd find, you basically you'd find items within the level that the game would want you to specifically use within that level. And I did understand why that was. I was slightly disappointed to be honest that you couldn't find like everything in every level or not everything but m- more things in more levels um you could just find kind of more of what you wanted to in certain levels but that didn't happen in every single level because uh, there'll be certain levels where you could get loads and loads and loads of different stuff and it opened up the freedom options a little bit more so I do understand why that was put into the game it kind of made sense but it kind of did disappoint me slightly but it doesn't make me feel any worse about the game overall it's just something i would have liked to have been tweaked a little bit um but no all of that was absolutely fantastic and it created for some really really incredible set pieces as well in terms of uh i remember the level on the um on the train i think it was and you'd have what well, one thing i really quite liked doing i don't know what this kind of says about me as a person but it, it it was it made it very very entertaining with certain levels where you could use fire a lot more and one thing i really liked about doing that was because you'd have um especially earlier on in the game you'd have a lot of the i think it was the brew bottles and you could kind of throw them at certain patches or whatever or they would be like electricity sort of patches you could throw it at that and it would like create a big fire and then you could kind of plan like 
if you wanted to if you wanted the fire to be slightly further out you could like throw one further but make sure it's sort of near the fire so that it connects to it and makes like a bigger flame I thought that was really quite creative and and really really interesting and there were certain throws that you could do to where um they connected and they just really lit things up quite a lot and you'd end up killing uh sligs as as a result of that which I thought was really really good and obviously you know if you put fire in the wrong area you could get like water bottles and kind of take them out and that sort of thing so that was really good I really did uh quite enjoy doing that um it's just interesting with because the sligs themselves are like afraid of fire and uh obviously there was the enemies sort of later on that were actually fireproof and that sort of thing because they had the the flamethrowers um but no I, I quite i thought that was really quite good but there was a lot of flammable areas in that train level and you could there was there were certain times within the game where there would be a whole platform which would have like a flammable thing on it and you could just like throw it and it would just light things up quite a lot especially in a lot of areas where there was like um more more wooden sort of platforms and it made sense obviously you could burn that more as opposed to some of the areas that had like more metal uh platforms on them that you you could still burn but like it wouldn't connect in the same sort of way so uh, i thought that was really good as well uh, but that was probably the attack that i most liked doing was setting slicks on fire because it was a ton of fun and uh, some of those later levels as well where you do get the flamethrowers and uh, you could just light enemies on fire and they were just, yeah, especially with the flying sligs that would fly towards the screen I thought was just crazy and awesome. So that was that was great. Um, but yeah, fire was probably the most effective thing to use on the, on the sligs. So I did also like the, um, I think it was the sticky fizzy pop where you had like a can of coke or something and he mount, uh, Abe like made it explosive by again like adding certain things to it and then you could put like I think it was chewing gum on it or something and you could you could throw that at a slig and it would get stuck to them they'd run around and then they'd explode um there's also just some really really good like top-notch animation within that as well which is something I kind of look out for and appreciate with with games which is when they kind of make not just the character that you play as but some of the enemy characters just sort of like react a bit more when when certain things happen as opposed to just being a bit more sort of stale so I, I liked a lot of the animation in the game I thought a lot of it was was quite fantastic um but yeah I, I just can't believe how good that system worked because even from because that's probably like the biggest change here to be honest I mean I know there was some like some big scale sort of stuff which I'll talk about in a minute in terms of the actual environments but in terms of the overall gameplay that was the really big change here and um I thought it worked out fantastically well um you also had like the walls of um like where the madukans would climb up and you'd have to like plan everything and make the madukans sort of like you'd equip them with things and they'd help you fight which was just so much different it's just ideas like that that i wouldn't have really thought of um of like because usually the other madukans are seen as just like okay you've got to just escort them and they can't do anything but uh, I remember there was a certain level later on. I think I Twitch streamed it. I can't remember. It should be on YouTube if you can find it. One of the later levels where um, you had to kind of just run across a pl platform a little bit. And I had about, I think it's 8 or 10 Madukans with you. And I gave them all the, the little rock candy. They had like 50 of them each. Well, not each, but bet between all of them. And I was just kind of running and throwing stuff. And I was like, wow, I've, I, I never anticipated that Abe would the Abe games would be like this and would actually work with that and 
I don't know. So sometimes when I would plan to do certain things when attacking the Sligs, and it actually paid off, and it was just it just came off so well, was some of the this game's absolute best moments. Uh, obviously, there's moments of uh, as well, obviously where you know um, you'd plan to do something and you'd mess up and you'd die a bunch of times, and that's obviously gets very stressful and frustrating, but. Um, one interesting thing to kind of tie into that as well, which is a comment that Lauren Lanning, Lauren saw, uh, sorry, Lanning himself said, which was, yeah, this world's really stressful, but like, what would the odd world games kind of be without that element? And sometimes it does get to a point where you die a bunch of times and you just got to think about, I guess, what you're doing and try to think outside the box a little bit more. Uh, but you you got to think about it in terms of like. I suppose, you know, you're, you're playing as Abe, you're supposed to kind of be in his shoes, so to speak. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't actually wear anything on his feet, but, you know, be in his shoes, sort of thing. And think about, you know, in terms of realistically, if you think about, okay, these are all now Abe's, like, followers, and he's, like, the saviour, and he's, like, you know, kind of like a god to them, in a way. And how much, I mean, because you look at Abe as a character, right, and you think... He's got, what, a pair of pants, like makeshift pair of pants. Not like trousers or shorts, just a pair of pants with seemingly quite a few pockets. Um, doesn't wear any kind of... Any, any other clothes. Like, he doesn't even wear anything on his feet. Of course, they run around barefoot, because that's just kind of what they're used to. He doesn't have any, like, bulletproof armor or any sort of armor or any kind of protection. He's got this really dangerous world that he's living in, which is full of, like... These slags that want to kill him and basically like eat his people because that was obviously the the start of this whole thing was you know him finding out that the, they they themselves were kind of being eaten and you think like he's got to or he took it upon himself didn't he to be the leader and kind of like take his friends through this really stressful world. Um, and like okay, but putting the player in that in that in those shoes, in terms of yeah, it's going to be stressful for you because just imagine how stressful it is for Abe, but you kind of don't have to imagine how stressful it is because you're you're playing as him. You're 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 doing what I've just talked about, which is getting him out, getting getting him and his friends out of this really dangerous world, and how stressful that actually is. Um, so that always does come off. In, in the way that it should. Because it should be stressful. In, in a way. Not like ridiculously not like ridiculously stressful. To where you get like angry at the game. But you know. You're supposed to feel. I suppose not really, really the stress. I mean some level of stress. But the, the tension and the kind of horror. And the sort of panic of. You know. Abe takes what a couple of shots to get killed. So do his friends. Um, all these enemies have got guns. There's like flying enemies. There's guys with you know flamethrowers now and, and guns and there's like these little rabid dog things that run around and eat you um so you are kind of supposed to feel some of that and i always think the game abe games have, have portrayed that very very well so um but yeah that's that's some of my thoughts on that and i agree with yeah i agree with lauren landing you are supposed to basically feel that so um, but then, you know, when you have moments of triumph of when, you know, you're burning enemies to death or you've blown up a slig or you've, like, you know, you've gotten to that portal with the Madokans that you've got and you're opening it and then you, you've saved some enemy, saved some, some of your friends and stuff, 
those are the re- the rewarding moments that you get the payoff for, and they're always worth it. They're always worth it. And uh, especially with some of the bigger set pieces here that we do have, like the wall of Madokans, that they, they kind of like climb up the wall in the background, and you have to set out like traps and where you're going to position everybody to like to help you out because they're going to you Madokans can help you figuring it out, getting you know all all of your friends through that. And then actually having the success of that can be really, really quite massively rewarding. So, uh, and let's not forget, you know, in terms of the the stressful horror aspect that I've mentioned, this is a game about slavery. As much as this game can weirdly be quite funny sometimes, you know, when A bumps into the wall or like fart jokes and everything else, um, or one of the Madukan says something like, hey, Benny still owes me a fiver, or like, hey, I'm really hungry, can we get out of it? Or, you know, some of those little kind of, like, funny bits of dialogue, or kind of the, the goofy slapstick nature of Abe that he can have. Not in, not in, not on the level of, like, Crash Bandicoot, but on the level of, you know, a certain cutscene will play, and he'll fall into a container, or, like, almost fall off of something when he's climbing, and you combine that with... There's not many... Say pieces of media that can pull that off very well, which is having this really quite dire, serious story about slavery and you know these slaves being not just worked to the bone but eaten as well. Which is you know you think about how bad that is, but then you somehow you know with the quality of the writing in this game and the you that must be a really like trying to do that in the writers' room and trying to balance that tonally where you've got kind of not necessarily directly but you've got sort of slavery and then you've got fart jokes but making it actually work that must just be incredibly difficult and you've got to give all of the Oddworld games really praise for being able to pull that off because you do think about like okay yeah all these guys might be like eating and stuff and then one of them makes a joke about like you know Benny owes me five bucks or, or whatever um so it's uh it, uh that must just be so difficult to do i I can't imagine trying to do that myself, so yeah, but uh they they've always done it all done 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 that pretty good uh just another couple of other things I wanted to mention as well um f- there was a few technical hiccups uh but one thing I want to give praise to with the developers they have been rapidly putting out uh patches now I never had m- any massive problems myself. Uh, I did mention one or, on one or two occasions on the gaming podcast that I went to throw one of the, you know, the, the e, I, is it IED mines? Um, one of the mines that you can put down and it, I, I threw it at one point and it got sort of stuck in the air. But I never co- came across anything game breaking. I never cross, came across anything that actually like ruined the game. Um, so in terms of my, because I know there's been a, a couple of like complaints about that out there, which, which is fair enough. If you're having a, I can only speak to my experience. If you're having a worse experience with that with this game, then then you've got the right to, to moan about that. Because obviously we should expect the best when we buy uh, these these products and these these pieces of media. Um, but they have put out about what five or six patches within the space of not much time. Um, and they have addressed specific things, and the community has been praising, you know, hey, you have actually, like, directly listened to what we've talked about, and you've gone and patched those specific specific things, so the game was in a very, very good playable state before all of that, um, but, you know, they continue to try and patch and iron out these different things, and that's that's brilliant, so, uh, and again, from my perspective, never had any major problems, just to, just, I mean, within my... What was that I counted? I think it was 19 hours 40 minutes. Out of my 19 hours 40 minutes playing this game, I had 
two glitches, I think, which was, uh, it was the same glitch on two different occasions, which was the mines that just kind of like floated in the air, but that happened quite early on in the game for me, and then nothing bad ever happened again, really, nothing, nothing I can remember that really sticks out, maybe there's like one or two things I can't quite remember, but, um, nothing that I was like, wow, this thing was really bad, so, yeah, credit to the, uh, the, the devs for putting out a pretty damn good game. So, just I just wanted to kind of mention that because I know that that's been kind of brought up and stuff. So, yeah, uh, Oddworld on a larger scale, which is the next thing I want to talk about. Um, yeah, because they're out of. So, if I've got this correct geography-wise, you break out of Rupture Farms in the first game, but you are still in Oddworld. You are still in like Soulstorm, and you're trying to escape from Soulstorm. That was my kind of understanding from that because Abe is out of. They're out of like the actual factory itself, which got. Was it burned down at the end of the first game? Can't quite remember. I think that's what happened. Um, and then Abe's like, you know, because cause they, they've broken out, but they're sort of on the run, uh, so to speak. So that's kind of what this game is about. So, yeah, you did get a lot of, like, massive, bigger environments, which really opened up the gameplay a lot more. Because not that the first game was really restricted, but you were... It's a bit like a sort of Arkham Asylum to Arkham City kind of thing. Where, you know, you go and play Arkham Asylum. And you can get out of the Asylum at certain points and kind of glide around. I'm talking about the Batman Arkham games, obviously. Um, But then, like, once you get into Arkham City and you can actually fly around, you know, Gotham City. It opens things up a lot more. So, that this kind of followed a similar formula to that. Where you weren't restricted in the first game. But it's just the case of how the plot went. Which was, you know, Ape had to get out of Rupture Farms first. And then was on the run in, in the world of Soulstorm. So yeah you did get a lot of bigger environments. I think that that worked really really well. It kind of showed the scale of this world. And uh, I think that was uh, fantastic. So, And I'm not really a visuals person per se. I've kind of mentioned that on a lot of different occasions. But um, I was impressed at the. Not the visual quality or the visual aspect. But the actual just like. Uh, j- just being in kind of in awe of. You know, I'd go, I'd like walk around a certain corner in a level, and there'd be like a massive open area, and it, you'd sort of think like we haven't quite seen that on that scale before. Uh, I mean, I don't remember much about Exodus to be honest, whether there were some bigger similar areas, but you're talking about a PS1 game as opposed to a PS4, PS5 game, so you know, entirely different generation. But uh, that did work very, very, very well uh, in this game. Just, just the scale of the different environments and kind of just. It just opened up things a lot more, which I thought was which I thought was great. So, um, I think that's mostly it um, for my spoiler-free section. I'm very very happy overall with this game. I really really am. I'm d- delighted at what we've got. I am really really happy with how some of the ideas that I would never have thought of, how good those ideas were. I did think that those ideas would work quite well. I thought that just you know from day one, they sounded like interesting ideas. And those ideas worked very, very well. So I'm really, really happy about that, which I've talked about. A um, couple of technical hiccups, which didn't ruin anything for me, really. Um, really happy with the not just the ideas specifically, but how um, you know the, the new weapons and things that you could use, which weren't ridiculous. They fit within the world, and uh, yeah, thought that was thought that was pretty fantastic. So. I don't think I've got anything else spoiler free to, to talk about. Um, I've only really got sort of the story and my ending that I got. I mean it's no spoiler that you know there is a good and a bad ending. Uh, which is traditional 
traditional really in uh, in the aid games. I mean, I'm not sure about the uh, Munch's Odyssey and Stranger's Wrath, but uh, the other aid games have always traditionally had, you know, if you get all the Mandokans out, you get the good ending. If you don't get them all out, you get the bad ending. Um, so, yeah, because obviously with, with this one, it was all about the sort of karma thing, wasn't it? And uh, how, how many Sligs you'd, you'd kill and uh, how many of your friends in each level you kind of got out. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to talk about the... Uh, I'll do some housekeeping first. Uh, then I'm going to go into... Um, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you another spoiler warning after that if you haven't finished this game. And then uh, I'm going to talk about bits of the story and uh, the ending that I got. So, see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we got another United cast episode also from today. There was a game uh, slightly earlier. Man United did draw 1-1 with Fulham. It was a bit disappointing, but there wasn't anything particularly to play for because Man United are pretty much settled in second place and Fulham, even before the game, were already relegated to the uh, championship. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, did yeah, there were some interesting talking points. A couple of goals that were scored, of course, one each. And uh, some other talking points as well about certain performances and whatnot. So there was that. Uh, Gaming talk this week. We talked about uh, Oddworld Soulstorm's future. No spoilers in that particular section. But uh, talking about the interview that Lauren Lauren Lanning did. um, Talked about, you know, there should be an animated TV series on the way. They're thinking about doing that. And obviously we're probably going to get some more games as well in this this franchise. So that's really good. Uh, Excuse me. We also talked about Ubisoft. And them going to look to uh, change what they're doing. Uh, so instead of doing three to four AAA games a year, they're looking to do high-end free-to-play games. We don't quite know what that looks like, but it doesn't sound like a good idea. 
excuse me, so we talked about that as well. And we also talked about a bunch of uh, PlayStation 5 stuff as well. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead this week for Season 6, Episode 13. Uh, Batwoman podcast up to Season 2, sorry, Season 2, Episode 5. Uh, so I talked about that as well this week. Uh, other United cast episodes for to uh, Lost Against Liverpool. My preview podcast for A Quiet Place Part 2 which is out in a couple of weeks. Uh, I talked about my expectations for the second film which has been delayed by 14 months because of that stupid Covid thing. And because uh, of course cinemas were closed for a long time. Uh, so I talked about that. So that looks good. Uh, Breaking Bad, newest one was season 2 episode 5, we'll be covering episode 6 tomorrow, so look out for that. That podcast might be out by the time you listen to this, so look out for that. Maynard also lost 2-1 to Leicester, and that's pretty much it. We also talked about, uh, I also talked about recently the uh, Venom trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the uh, the sequel to that, so there's that as well. Uh, Going to go into spoilers now for Oddworld Soulstorm, so if you've not finished the game... Um, if you don't want to know, um, regardless of which ending I got, if you don't want to know what happens in that ending, I'm also going to be talking about that, and also talking about the uh, story points as well. So if you haven't finished Oddworld Soulstorm, this is your chance to leave. If you're listening on a podcast platform or on the website, you can either press pause, close the website, or close the podcast player, or click on the home button, whatever you need to do to turn off the podcast. So... Uh, I got the bad ending because I didn't quite get enough Madukans out. Uh, now, I've never actually gotten a good ending in an Oddworld game. I don't know what that kind of says about me, but uh, just never quite managed to get enough of them out. Um, now, from what I understand, this game has got, I think it's got four endings. Because I read something about, like, because it's more to do with percentages. Because with the original two PlayStation 1 games... You had to get all of them out. Otherwise you got the bad ending. Um, let me just look something up. Really quickly. Uh, about the multiple endings. Because I think that you can get. Like Oddworld. Soulstorm. I'm going to type in endings. Endings explained. Um, yeah this is from Screen Rant. It says the four possible endings available for players to get are the final endings the good um the bad and the worst ending each one so there's like a really really good ending a kind of good ending a bad ending and then a really bad like the worst ending so a good so a um what says here that the final ending the good the bad and the worst ending i guess that final ending means actually like best ending and then good and then bad and then worst I'm not sure if I got bad or worst ending, because uh, in the ending that I got for the game, um, the other two Madokans that were on the on the uh, train as well, so Alf and the other one I can't remember his name, um, and Abe, they all died because Abe dropped the uh, crate of um, brewery that they had. And then because the train was going a bit mad and that, the fire from that that they had been trying to keep going to keep the train going spilled basically into the, the flames, which kind of works in the same way that it does in the game. Like if, you, if you throw the brewery stuff on the floor and then you throw something flammable at it, it will light up. Uh, so they all burned alive in my ending for that. Uh, so obviously Abe like isn't dead because they usually take the good ending as canon and then make the next game. Um, 
so yeah he unfortunately died it was really quite brutal to watch but then the train because it was on the like weird sky track or what I, I don't know what you'd call that it sort of like clung to the from the the, the track is attached to like the top of the train instead of the bottom which is what we usually see in the real world um but the train did then crash into the actual uh brewery one of the breweries and one of the uh um i think it was glucken is his name um like the whole thing went up in flames i think probably all of the maduckens that were on the train probably died like the whole thing just sort of crashed and burned basically um but the other part of that was when um, they mentioned that some of the pipes had started to burst with with fire, which had sort of created even more chaos. So, yeah. So, I think I got the bad and not the worst ending. Because, to me, worst ending would have been Abe and the crew die. But the, bre- the Soulstorm Brewery thing doesn't get exploded because then that would be better for the enemy if if it was if it was just the case of like oh you know the blue guy or whatever uh abe and his team had died and then that was it surely that would work out best for the enemies because glucken or whatever his name was was uh pretty pissed off about uh, his brewery getting getting blown up so uh because there's rupture farms and then there's the actual brewery area itself isn't there which they uh they exploded because they did mention that there's multiple breweries as well it was just rapture farms that abe was actually in so yeah interesting uh, i haven't seen any of the other endings i do want to attempt to get the good ending i'm, I'm going to do some of that on the twitch streaming i'm going to basically revisit the levels that i got bad karma on and try to get you know good karma and try to actually um you know uh get it get get the better ending but once i do that i'm probably going to watch like a because i can already see there's like a video embedded which has got all of the all the endings i do like that they've got four instead of two so it's sort of like okay if you did bad but not horribly you get a slightly better ending because i i still I think the game was a bit restricted before that like okay there was was it 100 100 madokans and if you get out 99 you still get the bad ending was always a bit strange to me because it was like, okay, shouldn't Abe be rewarded in some way, shape, or form for, for still rescuing uh, 99 out of 100 people? I don't know. Um, so I do like how it's okay, yeah, sure, Abe and his friends and everybody still die, but you do get some good thing happen, which is the brewery itself uh, gets exploded. So, yeah. I wonder what the, uh, not the best ending, but the good one was. I wonder how that one plays out. Because I'm trying to think of... I'm trying... Because the whole thing is based on, you know... This whole story is based on... Okay, can you get all of the Madukans onto the train? And try to, you know... Get get them all out. Get them all kind of escaped and whatnot. So... I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what the best ending looks like. Um, I'm guessing it involves Glucken himself dying. Or one of them dying. Or something like that. So... I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um... But yeah, that was the ending that I got. Let me know which one you got. And uh, not what happens. Just let me know which version of the ending that you got. But I I kind of took that canon... Not canon-wise. I kind of took that story-wise as... Okay, I got the bad ending, but not the worst one. So... Because, again, the whole brewery thing blew up and everything. So... Um, yeah, a couple of other things that happened in the story as well. Um, of course, you've got the Madokan that did find Abe and he died. And he had the... Uh, I don't quite remember if they gave a name for it. That thing that wore Abe wore around his neck that had that little butterfly thing in it. And he had to find the, the keeper. And it turns out there was a lot of keepers 
um, and she shoved Abe into the uh, where the the slug things were. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, they also had the twist as well with um, what was it? The uh, brew itself, which the Madokans have been drinking because that's what they like always drank and stuff. This version had like certain. Uh, that was the whole reason for all the cure and everything. Um, and then Abe had to go and sort of make more of it. I thought that was a good little sort of twist on that. Which is like, yeah, it will keep you alive, but it's also kind of infected. Um, and it will kill them eventually, so it gives Abe that additional sort of task. There's so much on Abe's shoulders, isn't there? <laughs> all the time. Um, which is kind of what I talked about with the sort of the... His, his uh, very stressful life. So... Um, there was that that happened, so that was kind of interesting, um, but yeah, the story was great, you know, I thought that they did a good job with, you know, continuing on from the escape of Rapture Farms, and, uh, you know, Abe kind of realising what he needed to do, and, um, I did find it interesting as well on the enemy side, because you had, um, I can't remember what their names were, all, all the, the armless people, the, the, was it, was it Gluckens, I think that they're called? And uh, one of them that kept getting the phone calls in the office and kept hearing about like, hey, this this blue guy and the rumours and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, because it it's usually the sligs that are like, they're sort of like the, the pawns in this. Because uh, they're the ones that are, you know, calling these corporate leaders of this, uh, you know, of Rupture Farms, basically. And uh, always trying to sort of figure things out. Um... So I thought that was I thought that was interesting to see as well in this game. I thought that that played out relatively well because you sort of get sometimes in a story of like, oh, you know, get back to me when you've got something like, you know, call me back when you've got something more serious. Uh, and then it's like, hey, you know, this thing's about to happen and kind of blow up and um, they kind of like lose it with that. I thought was was pretty interesting as well. So, um, yeah, good, good stuff with the story. Thought it was good. Thought the whole keeper angle with it was was all quite good um and then obviously the twist with the uh the brewery itself uh, sorry the brew itself was uh was quite interesting so yeah looking forward to seeing what we got next from the odd world from the world of odd world i suppose uh see what they're going to do with the future because there is a whole uh quintology thing isn't there and it's supposed to connect i hope eventually bringing uh stranger for the stranger's wrath character and uh, Munch from the Odyssey games. Hopefully bring, bringing them in. Getting them to meet Alf. And, um, and Abe. Obviously himself. And uh, see where all that, all that kind of goes. I did like as well how. Because we've not seen. Have we seen female Madukans before? Because most of them are male ones from what we understand. Uh, including Abe himself. And Abe came back. When he went on that sort of trip. And explained. You know, it was a female, uh, like this woman kind of was explaining it to him and Alf was like really quite surprised by that. I thought that was pretty interesting as well. So, um, maybe they've kind of just been out there all this time but we've just not really seen them. Again, because the first game took place in Rupture Farms so they've kind of been on the outside for so long. So, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be uh, again. It'll be interesting to keep exploring this world, keep seeing what's out there. Uh, now that they have escaped from Rupture Farms and they're kind of doing other things, bring the other characters into the games and kind of see, you know, where things go. So yeah, should be should be good. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything I got to discuss. Um, I 
can't think of anything else that I've kind of missed. I talked about the gameplay, the new additions, talked roughly about the story, the keeper and all the twists with the, the brew and everything, talked about the technical hiccups or the, the lack thereof, uh, the odd world on a larger scale, talked about the new weapons and everything and the changes. Um, yeah, well, well worth the wait. Obviously, we were waiting, what was it, three, four years, maybe even a bit longer, um, between... New and tasty in this and this version of the of the second game. I I I'm gonna take it myself as a as a remake because it kind of takes the idea of Exodus and remakes that but puts extra parts on it. So that's a remake technically because I think the new and tasty to me is more of a remaster um, of uh, the first Abe game um, Odyssey. Yeah, Oddworld Oddworld Abe's Odyssey um, and then Oddworld's Abe. Abe's uh, Exodus. Uh, to me, New and Tasty is a remaster of uh, Odyssey, and Soulstorm is a remake of Exodus. That's the way that I kind of see it, anyway. So, yeah, you know, it might be another three or four years before we see another game. Um, I'm kind of hoping in a little, a little bit in a way, because I do hear this about certain games now that they've kind of made the assets both from New and Tasty and from Soulstorm. That they're able to make a game a little bit quicker, maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited for the next Abe game, and I, you know, might have to wait three or four years, but uh, I'd like it as soon as possible. Not in any rush state, but you know, just excited to play the next part of whatever we're gonna get. So, um, anyway, thoroughly, thoroughly happy with this. Really, really am. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what ending that you got. Let me know what you think of all the different gameplay kind of stuff and everything. Uh, let me know where you think Oddworld is gonna go. Um, and uh, everything else involving all of that. And or if you just want to contact us for entertainment talk, uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts as well. Uh, there's only two games left for the season, Sunday and then Wednesday, and then that's it for the season until August. Uh, so check all that out, entertainmenttalk.org. You can also search for us on your favourite podcast platform of choice. Uh, so just search for Entertainment Talk and... Uh, check out some more episodes if you'd like to support us and what we do here you can either just do that and listen to more episodes you can also use word of mouth and social media let people know who let people that you know uh let them know about our content where to find it what we do and everything else uh so either through word of mouth or social media you can also use uh patreon patreon uh our patreon page uh entertainment talk on there uh you can check out the one dollar three dollar one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options uh, aside from that if you want to get involved with other people on entertainment talk David's doing Geek Town Geek Town Geek Town Radio that's for your up to date reliable TV and film news a lot of renewals and cancellations going on at the moment so if you want to check in on your favourite US TV show uh, now would be the time to, to do so so go and check out Geek Town and Geek Town Radio there is a new episode released uh, as of tonight or as of today so go and give that a listen as well uh, Bex, who's also involved in Entertainment Talking Geek Town, she streams on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there. She's doing some really, really, really good stuff over there, so go and give her a follow and go and support her. You can also find me on Twitch streaming. As I said, I'll be trying to get the better, <laughs> or one of the better endings at least. I don't need, like, the perfect ending. I just want the good one where, you know, Abe and his friends don't burn alive. 
So that would be good. Uh, but you can find me doing that in the future on Twitch, eTalkUK. By the way, if you want to vote on a preferred time of day uh, or section of the day for me to go and stream, there is a poll at the moment on Twitter, eTalkUK on Twitter. Go and vote. You can either vote for morning, afternoon, late afternoon or evening or you can comment a different thing if you want to do that as well. But go and let me know what time of day you'd like to see me stream Oddworld Soulstorm. What time is best for you? Because you can find them later on uh, YouTube. Uh, the archive Twitch streams. But if you want to watch me play video games live. Let me know what preferred time that would be. By voting. And also by following me on Twitch. eTalkUK for that. Uh, you can also find the archive streams later. Like I said on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays for all of that. Thank you very much for listening. I've thoroughly enjoyed this game. And I can't wait to see what they do next. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>